he has been using the combination of lean six sigma quality management and value analysis slash value engineering to optimize the performance achieve efficiency drive productivity quality value and revenue generation for all the businesses she has been supporting in fact she has also done this by analyzing cost and also defining the deficiencies and working as a team to remove the waste and deficiencies in the processes her projects have reduced the amount of labor in bottleneck areas as much as whopping 38% her cost reduction in saving projects have saved over 1 million us dollars in the span of just 3 years and customer service calls have dropped by 17% this seems to be quite a lot of savings so velary hendrix is clearly focused on what makes the business operate which is keeping within the revenue stream and increasing income while keeping the expenses low using lean six sigma tools velary is able to produce results in less time with the right people to produce greater results in today's episode let us learn more about velary's career journey and also get her insights on continuous improvement Hello hi there welcome to the guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future this podcast is to help professional students it employees and entrepreneurs to shape their careers dear listeners in every episode we interact with industry experts or thought leaders or coaches or academicians across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help each one of you learn great things also we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact about the it world or technology towards the end so stay tuned till the end thank you so much for tuning in this is your host navin samala and i have about 18 years of rich and diverse experience in the field of information technology and today we are going to discuss a topic which is one of my favorites that is continuous improvement and we are pleased to have velary hendrix part of tgv's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe velary Welcome to TGV. So excited to have you part of TGV. Shall we get started? Thank you, Neven. Yes, let's get started. Wonderful. So, Valerie, let's briefly talk about your career journey. Maybe you can highlight top three things that helped you in becoming what you are today. Sure, absolutely. So, I would acknowledge that education, not just inside of a regular university, but outside of university, has a has been an excellent experience into my career journey. I would also like to think of this as struggles that I have had throughout my life that has actually created. the personality and person who I have I don't think without having to struggle that I would actually be where I am at right now and I think the third thing would have to be is gratitude having gratitude with other people is how I believe that we are have a uh, capabilities to be able to acknowledge other people and experience life with a great positivity that's amazing in fact you have summed up everything in just three words one is the education <laughs> struggle and gratitude i would like to add one center probably about uh, struggles without struggles probably we will not get stronger and without struggles we will not be able to grow and thank you for bringing that insight now let us talk briefly about your and my favorite topic how do we define continuous improvement 
and what is continuous improvement in general? I think the easiest way to uh, sum up what continuous improvement is, it is basically the actions that we do today that provide a better tomorrow. So in that, what we're talking about is what we do today has a highly impact on everything that we do in our future selves. So what we wanted to, if you want to practice continuous improvement, we're going to look at ways at what we can do today, even if it's small, itty bitty things, they always impact us in our future and how we can better ourselves within our future. Small things, you know, like I talked about gratitude, small things like just being grateful um, in, in your life and into other people can have a highly impact. If you keep doing that every single day, your impact in five years is going to pay off. That's an amazing statement you have made. Actions, what we do today are going yes. to create a better tomorrow. Yes, so, absolutely. <laughs> thank you. That was very profound. So, Valerie, how can we continuously improve? What kind of tools can someone leverage? I believe that the tools that we can use is really depending on uh, what exactly we need to improve. So I believe that what we need to look at first is uh, making an analysis. What needs to be improved? When we talk about continuous improvement, we can see that there are changes in people. There's changes in culture. There's changes in profit margin. There are changes in productivity and also quality. So depending on exactly what you're looking for towards improvement are exact are the tools that are needed. Um, let's say, for example, if you are wanting to change the, the uh, culture, you want to look at tools that are in change management. But if you were looking in quality, you want to take statistics, you want to take ISO standards and provide them into your your system and your management. But if you're looking at productivity, you wanted to possibly look at something like Deming's Law and Demaic and how to find root cause analysis and have a team that is uh, excellent at finding the problems and causes and looking forward to changes in it. And these changes need to be applied every single day so that you can actually have that continuous improvement that is constantly changing. Wow, that was very insightful. You summed it up. The changes, <laughs> <laughs> whether it is related to people or culture, products aspect, quality, or if you want to achieve productivity, basis which you can select the tools. And one thing which actually resonated with me is changes have to be applied every single day. It's not just like, okay, you are doing this, I am done and dusted, right? You have to make sure that it is implemented rigorously and the improved process is followed. Thank you for sharing those. Now, can we talk briefly about the projects that you have led, okay, which saved some cost to the businesses and all, what has been your approach and maybe you need not mention the client names and all, but on the high level, some real-time examples, how to look at the problems, how to really come up with some productivity savings, how to showcase some results to the business. Yeah, absolutely. So when we first, like I talked about, when we look at the tools, we have to do a proper analysis. And in order to do that, we have to actually take costs and make sure that they're, they're cost appropriate so that we have a better understanding of the costs. And in this, once we find out where all of our cost streaming is going towards, from there, we can make an analysis of where exactly 
we need to look at our first focus at. And so in our first focus, uh, we want to be able to find the highest amount of possible cost savings. So it's like picking off easy fruit from a t- off of a tree. So we want to go find the easiest way, the quickest way possible to find our cost savings using that analysis. And one example, I'm actually doing a case study so I can actually talk about this. One example that um, I will provide to you is pencils. I'm doing a case study over pencils and how to reduce costs over pencils. Interesting fact. And what we want to do in, in when we use value analysis, value engineering, is take apart each component of this pencil. With this pencil, we have the eraser, we have the lead, the wood, we have the metal part that holds the pencil to the eraser, we have the paint, we have the emblem that goes on the pencil. And we actually want to take that pencil and all the options of what all those uh, items that the pencil has, and we want to put a function list of what the functions of those items do. So for example, we are looking at lead and that lead on that pencil, we can use to write item or make mark is more specific, make mark. And so we can analyze that and determine how much of that function has a cost. So if you can think of this as what your customer's voice is, they want that pencil to do a certain project. And so that project is going to be right mark. Everything else that that pencil does, like hold grip or erase mark, is secondary to making the mark. And so that making the mark actually has a cost towards everything else. Anything under that has also a cost, but it's not nearly as important as that making the mark. So from there, we can break down exactly how much every single thing that pencil does and be able to set a price to each and every one of those. And then we can analyze those prices to really determine what does a customer not really need or want. And from there, we can actually find different alternatives towards those costs. Like say, for example, the paint on the pencil. Is it really that important? No, but it does give some cosmetic feel towards it. So we can actually find maybe a different way of painting the pencil, or we can put an oil base on the pencil, or we don't even have to paint the pencil itself. We can maybe just make sure it's nice and smooth and comfortable for the the customer. So there's different ways of analyzing and looking at how to reduce costs. You just have to be very open-minded and ask lots of questions towards analyzing cost savings towards businesses. Simply, Bob, that's a very basic example. I loved it to the core. So all we have to do is when we are building a product, we need to perform few steps part of this value engineering, take a component and do a drill down in terms of what is the value add pertaining to each of the component. And also think from the customer perspective, what is the voice of customer? Like what customer really needs from that particular product basis, which you can make a decision in terms of bringing the cost down at the same time not compromising on the value addition to the customer. That's a great summary. And with that, let me move on to the next question. I've been going through your LinkedIn profile and I came across your mantra. It says, improve and never stop improving. 
So can you talk a little bit about your mantra? Yes, absolutely. So and when you go into approving, it's like a loop. You start an improvement project and you finished it. But then as soon as you finish, you go into another loop of improvement. You have to understand that customers are always defining what exactly they want and they need. What's defined by the what the customer wants is constantly changing. So we always have to be at least one step ahead of what the customer wants and understands. And so we are, when you improve, you cannot just stop improving. You can't just say, oh, that's good enough. That pencil was great. We don't need to improve anymore. No, there's constantly always new ways to improve it, whether it's caused by the technology, new technology, the environment, different standards of what customers want to economical challenges. Um, all of these things impact exactly what the customer wants. And when it impacts the customer, it's always going to impact the businesses. So businesses and as well as just individuals need to realize that improving never in this never endless loop. We are constantly just moving in a loop of changes. Wow. That's amazing again. So you wanted us to be one step ahead of what customer expects so that it delights the customer and customer will be loyal to us, which means we are indirectly winning their loyalty. Great thoughts. Valerie, this conversation has been fantastic so far. And I would like to ask you one more question related to the consulting services that you offer. Can you briefly talk about how you are going to help the businesses streamline their processes and achieve some dollar savings or cycle time reduction or whatever you could offer? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So every organization is completely different. Um, I go in and do an anal analyzation of exactly what exactly the organization needs for improvement. Um, a lot of times they need more quality standards compared to process and uh, value analysis. I, in fact, actually like to start out with a lot of organizations doing value analysis, value engineering, just because on the fact that many organizations have a need for profit maximization. And in order to do that, I believe that value analysis, value engineering is the quickest way to increase profitability without providing a new product or service to the customer. So in, uh, in that way that the organization can also have those extended profits to be able to reinvest into continuous improvement to create more profitability using process improvement as well as quality improvement so they can provide better aspects to their customer and provide better assistance of their product and services that they can provide. You normally study the organization and try to find what exactly that organization needs to change and focus on the profit maximization, right? Without offering a new product or service, it's more like fine tuning the existing ones. That's great. So audience, right now you will find Valerie Hendricks LinkedIn profile as well as her website details in the show notes. Just go ahead and connect with her on LinkedIn and also feel free to engage her on any of the process improvement services that you require. So Valerie, this has been a fantastic conversation so far, but we have been talking more about the continuous improvement as well as the value engineering and how do we do more with less more of the business side. Can we add some spice to the episode by asking a few interesting rapid fire questions? I'm going to ask you a couple of questions wherein you can answer them briefly in two to three words or maximum one sentence if you are ready. 
Okay, I am ready. <laughs> wow, that's the spirit. Let me fire the first bullet, Valerie. What is the most adventurous thing that you have done so far? So far, it has been on podcasts lately. Okay, here comes my next one. What is your favorite failure? My favorite failure has been actually my first business adventure. I failed. So I, I believe that failing in my first business has provided me the opportunity to reevaluate and examine not just myself, but what I want in my future and allow me to create this consulting organization. Fair enough. Failures teach us a lot of things so that we can start again fresh and we don't have to repeat the same mistakes. All right. Moving on to my next question. What is one hidden talent that no one knows about you, Valerie? I think it would be recognizing patterns. I like a, I'm a people watcher, I guess you could say. I'm a people watcher. So I like to watch people as they work and I like to recognize patterns and I like to just watch people and understand them. Wow, that's very interesting. All right, let me move on to the next question out of the rapid fire. So Valerie, what has been a question on your mind for which you have not got an answer so far? <laughs> Going with uh, the third question that you had there, I like to know what why people do the things that they do. Yeah, in fact, uh, yeah, this has been consistent answer for the last three or four guests we have interviewed. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Maybe because of the generation of interview, uh, generation of the inter of the guests that are joining or so. But yeah, I I concur with you. Mm. All right. So that was great rapid fire so far. Last one for this rapid fire. What is one message that you'd like to give to your own younger version? Absolutely. I believe that education going outside of general uh, schooling is not enough and that you should always look for ways to just continuously improve, not just an organization, but yourself. Wow. I completely concur with you because education is more about giving the basics, right? It is not going to earn us the livelihood. And definitely there is much more beyond what is offered as part of the education, be it in the school or the university. Completely concur with you. All right. So this has been a fantastic rapid fire. With that, let me switch back to the mainstream and ask you one final question for this conversation. So Valerie, what will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers? Look internally inside of yourself and determine exactly what you need to improve in order to get where you want to be in five years. Simply profound. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing response. So thank you so much, Valerie, for joining me today. In fact, uh, it was great to talk about the continuous improvement I simply enjoyed every bit of the conversation and I'm expecting our audience are also going to love every bit of it. Thank you again for being part of TGV's journey in shaping the lives and careers of millions across the globe. Thank you for having me on today's episode. Pleasure is ours. All right. So it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode. And folks, today's trivia is about Google Glass. This is one of the products which can be considered as a failure by internet conglomerate Google. Do you know, in 2013, and to be precise, April 2013, Google made its Google Glass computer available to the testers. Here comes my question. Do you know what was the price point for this Google Glass? I know you're thinking, but let me reveal you the answer as per the ritual. Google Glass was sold for about 1500 US dollars, but unfortunately, it was not a huge hit in the market. But my sixth sense is it is going to make a re-entry in a couple of years and find its use, probably it will make our lives easy. Interesting, isn't it? 
Thank you so much for listening. There is more in store, folks. Stay tuned. Take care. Be safe. Until next time. Bye bye. And we are signing off for today. See you all in the next episode with another wonderful guest. Bye.